Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Naff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, coming to you every weekday to give you a little bit of help and a little bit of hope on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today, and today we're going to talk about St. Joseph. It is the year of St. Joseph, a time to grow in our faith and devotion to this great saint. You know, I always find it so interesting that we never hear a word from St. Joseph in Scripture, and yet to me, he teaches us us, uh, so much about humility, about uh, courage, and about the importance of uh, marriage and family. So what have you learned from St. Joseph, and who is St. Joseph in your life? Well, we're going to talk about that today and here to help us on the journey. One of our regular contributors back with us once again, Father Boniface Hicks. Father Boniface is a Benedictine monk from the St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, Director of Spiritual Formation for Seminarians, Programming Manager and Host of We Are One Body, Catholic Radio. Father Boniface Hicks, a pleasure to have you back. How are you doing today? Wonderful, Chuck. Great to be with you. Yeah, and looking forward to our talk about St. Joseph uh, today, as we do every day. We will open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. And I always like to mention Father Boniface and uh, his uh, writing uh, adventures, but along with Father Tom Acklin, his latest book, A Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love, that from Emmaus Road Publishing. And then coming up in March... Another book from Father Boniface Hicks uh, about St. Joseph. It's called Through the Heart of St. Joseph. So we'll talk about that a little bit um, uh, today as well. But Father Boniface, get us started. And I guess maybe my first question to you. As a priest, um, uh, your perspective, who is St. Joseph to you? Well, thanks, Chuck. It's such a joy to be able to talk about him on the program today, as you mentioned, in this year of St. Joseph, uh, I think the whole church is being drawn uh, to attention for this uh, wonderful saint. It's the 150th anniversary of him being proclaimed the patron of the universal church. He's the only patron of the church. There are a lot of patrons of different causes and different things and people, but he's the only patron of the whole church. And uh, because he's the father, he's the head of the Holy Family, he's the husband of Mary, and he lived as the, the human father of Jesus. And that's how I really relate with him. As a as a father, uh, I, I love the Heavenly Father, of course. I, to, I have a little bit of a simplistic uh, mind and heart, I suppose. I, I feel like I fit into the Heavenly Father's hands. He's so big. He, he's over everything. He created everything. And I feel so safe with him, but I feel like I fit into his hands. With St. Joseph, I feel like I have a father who's a little bit more my-sized. He's uh, entirely human, 
and I can relate with him in some of those human ways as a human father. I also know that he's very humble, and so he's very approachable, easy to talk with, easy to be with, and I know that he carries a, a lot of love in his heart, a lot of love and knowledge, wisdom from his experience with the Holy Family. He was the least holy of the Holy Family, and yet he was the head of the family. And so he knows what I feel like as a as a priest. I'm the head of a lot of things, and I'm often the least holy person involved in those things. And so I really identify with him in that way. And and then also as one who lives in silence and cultivates hiddenness, it helps the monastic part of my heart to cultivate that silence in prayer and a, a hiddenness, just placing, hiding my heart in the care of St. Joseph and, and in the midst of the Holy Family. So a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different ways I relate with him. And that's very much the subject of the book that I wrote is how do we develop a relationship with St. Joseph? How can we relate with him? And I offer some pathways to do that. Father Boniface Hicks is our spiritual director on the program today, talking about St. Joseph. And let's open up our phone lines, uh, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. You can also email us in your life at relevantradio.com. But uh, as we talk about St. Joseph, who is St. Joseph in your life, and how does he walk with you in your journey of faith? And then the other question, when have you called on St. Joseph to intercede for you? What happened? We'd love to hear the story. Again, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. So, Father Boniface, um, you've told the story a lot of times, and I just love your call into the Catholic faith and into the priesthood. But as you look back on your journey, uh, did St. Joseph play a role in your vocation? Uh, and um, when did you first uh, really, maybe can I use the term, get to know him? Yeah, in, in a certain sense, uh, well, because he didn't play an obvious role in my vocation, I, I really came to the Catholic Church through, uh, through a Bible study with some evangelical Protestants who were not really promoting the saints so much, uh, they weren't demoting the saints either. They were just sort of ignoring them. And so we uh, approached through Scripture, which I loved, and all of that was very good. But even coming into the church, I had, a very, I had very little concept of who Mary was. And that was my first round after becoming Catholic. I sort of satisfied my uh, concerns that the church's teaching on her was reasonable. I read some apologetics, and I thought, okay, they've got this under control. But I didn't really have a relationship with her. So I, after I became Catholic, I just prayed to Mary. I said, I know that you're really important for uh, for Christians, and, and uh, I want to know you. Please help me to know you. And within a year, I had made a consecration, and I felt a very deep closeness with her. So a couple years later, I, actually it was... Uh, the year before I was ordained a deacon, I was already in solemn vows, and I was kneeling in a chapel, and I, there was a statue of St. Joseph in front of me, and I just had that same thought. I, I know that you're really important for for Christians, and I don't really know you, um, and this prayer worked with your wife, so uh, maybe we could try this again and, and uh, just ask you to help me know you. And I was ordained a deacon and then assigned to the parish of St. Joseph, which was a, a great blessing, and I got to know him a little bit better through that experience. And then one of my brother Benedictines, uh, Father Jerome, 
pointed out a book to me called St. Joseph, the Shadow of the Father. Now, it's a different book than the one that Pope Francis mentions in the letter, uh, but uh, written by a, a chaplain at Lourdes, Andrew Doe's. And that book really opened up St. Joseph for me, it gave me the history and then gave me a lot of starting points for prayer that were very helpful. And that sort of uh, got my journey rolling as I began to pray with and reflect on St. Joseph. But it's he came a little bit later after my journey into the Catholic faith and my journey to the to the priesthood. Then I'm kind of, I was doing recovery work. I'm still doing recovery work in a lot of ways, trying to pick up all the things that I missed from not having grown up Catholic. Well, and I guess maybe one of my other questions, Father Boniface, is when we talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, St. Joseph, and I mentioned it at, uh, at the top of the program, here we have this uh, this great saint who really we never hear a word from. <laughs> he, he is just such a, a role model for us in so many ways. But um, again, what makes him so attractive? I mean, we don't hear from him in Scripture, uh, yet uh, the strength and the courage that uh, this man uh, teaches us through through uh, just who he is in that hidden life, as you referenced, uh, there's something that really is attractive about him, isn't there? Absolutely. We, he, he's a man of action, and I think we appreciate that. We see a little bit of a contrast between Mary and Joseph in their response to the angel. Mary gives her word, be it done to me according to your, to your word. Uh, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. Uh, and St. Joseph acts. The angel says, Do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Joseph awoke and took Mary, his wife, into his home. The angel says, Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Joseph awoke, took the child and his mother by night and fled to Egypt. And so we have Joseph's action. He's a man of action. He He doesn't need to express this, or he doesn't express this in words, at least recorded in Scripture, but he takes action. And I think that's a great inspiration for us. We Maybe we live in a world of too many words, and we, we especially feel the need for action. And, and St. Joseph can really help us with that. He's a, he's a man of virtue, and, and the angels, uh, or the Scripture's testament to him just saying very simply, and this is often misunderstood a little bit, but it says that he was a just man. We often think that he was sort of law-bound or rule-bound, and, and so he, he had to, you know, she broke the law, have to turn her over for stoning, and then the angel, uh, you know, stops his hand or something, which I think is a completely distorted version of that particular passage. Rather, we see him as a just man, that's really saying he was a man of the highest virtue. He was a man who had internalized the word of God revealed to the people of Israel through the Torah, through the, the law, through the scriptures. And so he had really internalized that and was living it out. So what we would call virtue now, he was a man of tremendous virtue. And I think that's also a great inspiration for us. It, it gives us a model of sanctity that we can strive for. We have that male model in Jesus, of course, but he's also God. And instead, when we look to St. Joseph, we see a man who is fully uh, and only a man. And so we have a, a model to strive after. And, and then, of course, he does that by 
developing his own relationships with Jesus and Mary. He's the closest, the, the man closest to God, as Father Francis Philas, who is one of the great Josephologists in the last century, described him in, in his great uh, comprehensive work, the man closest to God. And so we look to St. Joseph for that example as well, to, to be able to draw mm. close to Jesus and Mary. Father Boniface Hicks, our spiritual director. Father Boniface, one of our regular contributors, a Benedictine monk from the St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, talking today about St. Joseph. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. 888-914-9149. St. Joseph, who is he in your life, and how does he walk with you in your journey of faith? Maybe a time when you uh, called on St. Joseph to intercede for you. What happened? Uh, We'd love to hear the story. And again, toll-free number, 888-914-9149. Four nine. So, Father Boniface, let's uh, take a phone call for you. Denise, listening in Chino Hills, California. Hi. Welcome to the program today. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Father Boniface. My story goes back to my childhood. My family is of Sicilian roots, and my grandparents and great aunts and uncles always celebrated St. Joseph's Day on March 19th. We were taught that St. Joseph answered a prayer intercession for the farmers in Sicily during a time of famine. And behind the tradition, my family would set up a huge table in the living room, removing all the furniture. And on this table was a large statue of St. Joseph and flour and all the food that was prepared for the day. It was also a day of fasting. We did not eat meat because during the time of famine, The farmers were poor and had no meat to eat, so it was a day of fish, fried fish. We did not eat any dairy products on that day because, again, the farmers were poor and they did not have the money to provide dairy for their family. What became tradition was on our pasta, it was called modica, and it was a preparation of cooked fried breadcrumbs with a little bit of sugar, and that was to represent... St. Joseph's, um, the sawdust from his saw. And there were so many, so many links and traditions and rituals that were associated with this dinner. And we'd gather together, and I, I miss that so much. We tried to carry it on as adults, but it became a little difficult for us. But it brings to me such a wonderful memory, and I've always felt that St. Joseph was the forgotten saint. And his feast day typically will be during Lent. And I know we are not to have flowers in the church, but I usually try to sneak in some red carnations for St. Joseph. Beautiful. Well, you can have flowers in the church on that day because it's a solemnity. (laughs) And what a beautiful description of uh, that devotion. I never knew where that came from. I've heard of the St. Joseph table before, and I didn't realize it was because of a... a famine in Italy and, and an answered prayer from St. Joseph. That's so beautiful. And it sounds yeah, like it was a whole whole catechesis on him as well, a whole teaching on who he was and a reminder, things to talk about over the table. Yes, it definitely was. And yeah. I, I was so blessed to have my ancestors to share that with us. Denise, what a great story. Thanks uh, for joining us and sharing that with us today. I'm so taken with the breadcrumbs, reminding uh, them of the sawdust from uh, from St. Joseph uh, working as a carpenter. What a great image that is, Father. 
Yeah, St. Joseph the Worker is certainly a, a title and a dimension of St. Joseph that's also so important. I, I was also struck by that idea. I, and again, I wonder if uh, some of those little details, the breadcrumbs with a little bit of sugar and, you know, it's like, what what's that for? We almost need the child to play his role. What What is special about this night? <laughs> and uh, what is special about this table and this part of the table to remind ourselves about those points? But yeah, St. Joseph in his virtue as a worker, as a father, as a provider. Uh, and, and of course, uh, he, he taught his son his trade. And we, we know that from the scripture. Uh, and, and so we know that he spent time with his son at work. And it's such a great image for us because of his son, of course, you know, Jesus is God. And so the St. Joseph works in the presence of God. And that's where we get a, a real inspiration for a contemplative approach to work, to work while our heart is always at prayer. It's not that he was constantly talking to Jesus. It's not that he was constantly looking at Jesus, but he knew he was there. And that's what it means to have a contemplative heart and to work in the presence of God. It's to know he's there and to cultivate that sense of his presence and a relationship with him such that all of our work can really be done in the presence of God. St. Joseph is such a great teacher for that. Yeah. We are talking today about St. Joseph and who is St. Joseph in your life and how does he walk with you in uh, your journey of faith? And maybe that time when you called on this great saint to intercede for you, what's that story? We'd love to hear it. Father Boniface Hicks is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. A leper came to him, and kneeling down, begged him, and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. You can find all the daily readings at RelevantRadio.com slash gospel, or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life 
on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Good to have you with us on The Inner Life today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls. Father Boniface Hicks is our spiritual director. Father Boniface is a Benedictine monk from the St. Vincent Archabbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, director of spiritual formation for the seminarians and programming manager and host of We Are One Body Catholic Radio. Uh, talking about St. Joseph today, and Father Boniface has a new book coming out in uh, March on St. Joseph. It's called Through the Heart of St. Joseph. We're talking about this great saint today. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll free, 888-914-9149. Don't forget, you can email us Life at relevantradio.com. But your uh, devotion to St. Saint, uh, Saint Joseph, what is that uh, like for you, and how does he walk with you in your journey of faith? And maybe a time when you called on St. Joseph to intercede for you with some uh, prayer request. We'd love to hear that story as well. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Boniface, we're talking about your devotion to St. Joseph and uh, uh, your new book coming out uh, in March, uh, Through the Heart of St. Joseph. I guess my question is, why did you decide to write a book on St. Joseph? Hmm. Yeah, as I've uh, spent a lot of time over the past, I don't know, praying uh, to St. Joseph, developing a relationship with him, it's uh, been been something very much on my heart to share that with people. It's one of these things that when you get to know somebody, you start to lose track of how other people don't know them as well. And I always found when I said things kind of offhand about St. Joseph, people said, what what, what was that? (laughs) And so I found myself talking about him and uh, sharing the, the knowledge I had gained in my study as well as in my prayer. And so I started recording some of these things and really have been writing the book over the past three years and various uh, bits, uh, fits and spurts. I uh, haven't had a sustained effort for that period of time, but just adding sections and trying to get a clear uh, vision on how to share with others, invite others to come to know this wonderful saint. I, I suppose in some sense I wrote a book on St. Joseph for the same reason that Pope Francis declared a year of St. Joseph, because mm. we really think St. Joseph is important and really helps people to uh, to grow in their faith. Well, and you mentioned at the top of the show, the book is all about how do we deepen our relationship with St. Joseph? And obviously, we don't have time for you to go through the whole book. But just some uh, some short, simple ways that uh, for those of us uh, listening to you today, how can we uh, simply deepen our devotion uh, for St. Joseph? Yeah, thanks. I identify what I call four pathways. And of course, we're always drawing close to St. Joseph because he is close to Jesus. So that's why the title is Through the Heart of St. Joseph. We come to encounter Jesus through the heart of St. Joseph. and But we draw close to the heart of St. Joseph in, in four different ways. Two ways are by making ourselves uh, dependent on him, we could say. He's a protector and a father. And so we can receive from his protection by becoming vulnerable and opening our hearts to him. And we can also receive from his fatherhood by becoming little. And so I talk about vulnerability and littleness. And then we also draw close to St. Joseph by becoming like him, namely silent and hidden. And so by taking on a greater silence, cultivating interior silence and the contemplative approach to life and all of the things that go with that, 
we can draw close to St. Joseph in his silence and being hidden. Uh, and hiddenness also has to do a little bit with uh, humility and overcoming those demons of pride and vanity and finding ways to just carry out our work in uh, a hidden humility. So through vulnerability and littleness, through silence and humility, our silence and hiddenness, we can draw close to St. Joseph. And and the last chapter of the book is how we create an environment to help others draw close to St. Joseph. And I, I look to St. Benedict for the inspiration for that. Of course, I am a Benedictine, but I also feel that as I've prayed, you know, St. Joseph doesn't appear in the rule of St. Benedict, and yet I think the rule of St. Benedict really helps us to draw close to St. Joseph. It it cultivates an environment that's like Nazareth, and that's uh, what I call the Joseph option. Benedict chose the Joseph option and created an environment that's like Nazareth, where Jesus is really present and everybody is uh, aware of him and the the charity and intentionality, the way that work is carried out and the way that hospitality is lived out and the humility, silence and obedience of the rule. All of these things help us to cultivate uh, an awareness of of St. Joseph and help us to draw close to him. Yeah, Father Boniface Hicks, our spiritual director, talking today about uh, St. Joseph, uh, your devotion to uh, St. Joseph. What is that like? And if you'd like to join us on the program, toll-free number 888-914-9149. So, Father Boniface, uh, let's head back to the phones. Candace, listening in Traverse City, Michigan. Thank you for the call, and it's uh, nice to have you on the program today. Thank you so much. Um, I just hopped in my car and um, tuning in with delight. I always, um, these days, am not getting enough of St. Joseph. I I guess, um, like many Catholics, grew up not knowing too much about him. And um, there, this I, I was just a part of a mom's um, book club, and we decided to um, to pray the... Um, the, and read through um, Father Calloway's um, Consecration of St. Joseph. And at the end of that book, we visited a chapel that was devoted to him, and um, my family had an urgent prayer request, and that was just to find um, employment for my husband um, near our home, and um, he was working on a state, and I was told to be very specific, and so um, I, while we were at this chapel, I was very specific with a, with um, my request, my and um, and I had a date in there, and um, you know, meaningful work, and lo and behold, um, his intercession was very powerful, and it was the prayer request was answered very quickly, and I was just so thankful um for his intercession and for the for the book and um father i can't wait for your book to come out because i feel like um me for for my spiritual life god knows exactly what we need and um i definitely need more of saint joseph in my life so i'm i'm so grateful for him um for the role that our our precious lord has placed um for him in our in the church and within our families, and um, I'm I just owe him an eternal gratitude, and and will continue to for sure. Mm, wow, what a beautiful, beautiful witness! And uh, 
your willingness to make yourself vulnerable before St. Joseph and ask for his providence and care for your family, I think is, uh, is one of those pathways uh, by which we draw close to him. And so thanks for uh, incarnating that. And how beautiful that he also, uh, you, you saw a response. God's grace is given through that intercession and uh, was your, your family was provided for. And th- those are the things that help us to trust and grow in affection and gratitude for, for that great saint. Yeah, Candace, great story. Thanks uh, for uh, sharing it with us here on The Inner Life today. And uh, Father Boniface, be specific. It's interesting. I started a novena this morning to St. Joseph. And uh, I'm going to go back and maybe start it again and be specific. <laughs> I really like that a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes we keep things general because we don't want to be disappointed. And we're not willing to take the risk. There's a real vulnerability in being specific and having the boldness to ask for something specifically. And I, 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 maybe you've experienced that, Chuck. In uh, I'm I'm in the business of asking people to do things as as you are in a, a certain way. Asking priests, will you be on the show? And and it's real easy if you're afraid of rejection. You kind of beat around the bush and you say, "Well, you know, like, do you have time? Are you interested in this? Does this sound good to you?" And instead of asking specifically, "Will you be on the show next week?" <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, there's a real vulnerability in that specificity. Uh, so if we have the, if it's really on our hearts, uh, you know, then then we should we should be yeah. be specific. Ask Saint Joseph what we're what we need. And uh, as we say in radio and TV, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But uh, Candace, uh, thanks again. Let's head to uh, California, Anaheim Hills. Edie is uh, way out west and listening there. Hi, Edie, and welcome to the program today. My story with St. Joseph. It started when I was about 13 years old, and I'm in my 70s, so we won't have enough time to talk all about St. Joseph. But the reason I start like it... um, when I was 13, I started. Yeah, okay, th- okay. thank I know you. Where it was. I know where it was. And so I realized that St. Joseph took care of the baby Jesus and the Virgin Mary. And he's always in the back seat. He's not famous. He, he's so humble. And so I started liking him. So let's keep that now when I was about 50 years old, I read a book, so I'm waiting for your book too, but I read a book called The Life of St. Joseph by Mary Cecilia Bai. I don't know if you have read that book. I am blessed by reading that book because, you know, when St. Joseph, if he wanted, like, he didn't have he didn't have the the to pray the rosary if he needed something with, to ask or to pray he couldn't he didn't pray the rosary he didn't pray the our father because the, it didn't exist but i <clears throat> i through that book um even though i kind of sense it but that book showed me that he had this strong and direct connection to address God, and the way he really worshiped God Almighty. That's why I say I'm blessed to, he- to be- have read that book, 
because I learned so much at St. Joseph Howard. You know his life. So, so the people that have not read books, I am so glad you are writing this book so we can read more. And I'm so glad the Pope decided that this is the year St. Joseph. Hmm. Me too. Thanks for your enthusiasm. I I feel closer to St. Joseph just hearing the the joy and affection and and uh, energy in your voice when you talk about him. It's it's really inspiring. Yeah. Edie, uh, thanks for joining us. And as we talk about the year of St. Joseph, let me mention that uh, we at Relevant Radio are uh, helping you on that journey. And if you go to the website, relevantradio.com, scroll down a little bit and you, you will see uh, a, a tab that you can experience the year of St. Joseph with us at Relevant Radio, a little join us tab, and that will uh, get you all sorts of uh, of uh, resources and benefits and everything else. And we've had, oh gosh, tens of thousands of you have already signed up. And so we just uh, invite you, if you have not signed up, uh, go to the website again, relevantradio.com, and uh, just look for the uh, the little banner, Experience the Year of St. Joseph with us, and you can do that on the Relevant Radio app as well. And uh, I want to talk about the hidden life of St. Joseph, but I, I also wanted to ask you, Father Boniface, how do you... What's the image you have of St. Joseph? Hmm. Well, it's, uh, if, if I can uh, also just uh, include my, my appreciation for Father Calloway's work, The Consecration yeah. to St. Joseph, and I had actually endorsed the book when it came out. Uh, it's on the, on the website for them, and I really love what he did because he gathered together so much of the sound teaching on St. Joseph. There's a lot of different things that are out there and a lot of different traditions and a lot of different interpretations. And he really gathered them together in a very careful way and gives, gives us, I mean, it's really the, the most significant compendium of really trustworthy teaching on St. Joseph. And one of the sections in that book, he, he does what a, you know, a lot of people are doing, it seems to be a, a growing trend to envision St. Joseph as a young man, and uh, which I think is is also very beautiful. And we have great saints like St. Jose Maria Escriva and uh, the Venerable Fulton Sheen in recent times, and uh, even Francis de Sales, a number of others in the, in the Middle Ages, earlier times, who also envisioned St. Joseph as a young man, even as a, as a virgin, so that Mary and Joseph are, are much more equally matched in that sense. And we see the, the virtue of this young man who lives with the most beautiful holy woman that ever lived and is, uh, you know, uh, not in danger of, uh, of violating her in some way or something like that. Uh, so I think that image of him as a young man is very beautiful, very inspiring, uh, very important. I, I wrestled, I, I considered it in, in my book in a section well, why do we have so many pictures of him as an old man? If St. Joseph was a young man, then why did he allow that other image of him to go for a millennium? You know, I mean, really, those images go way back uh, to some some earlier sources in the church. And why why allow that? And I thought, well, as I as I prayed with it, I really struggled with it. And I thought, well, I think uh, I do think he was a young man, um, but I think he had qualities some of the best qualities of old men. We don't want to denigrate old men just because we want to highlight the, the 
virtues and zeal. I mean, he, he took care of Mary. He was the protector of the Holy Family. They made a, a journey all the way to Egypt and certainly some vigor is required. But old men are also vigorous. You know, there are 80 year olds who have done triathlon, you know, Ironman triathlons. So it doesn't rule that out. But, um, also, I think there's a wisdom in age and, and some of those images of him, an, an old man with great joy. And I think we see, when we see joy, we see a youthfulness that persists into old age. We detect holiness there. And I think it's an image of holiness as well. So I think those old, those images of the old Saint Joseph also show us something about his heart. I, again, I, I don't agree necessarily that they show us his actual age, but I do think that they reveal something of his heart and his spirit to us. There's, you know, there's a place for grandfathers and there's something that they bring, a tenderness and a kindness and, uh, and, and a perseverance, someone who has lived for a long time with faithfulness. And I think St. Joseph embodied all of that, even, even in his youthfulness. It's interesting because uh, in our uh, church, uh, in our parish, uh, off uh, to the right of the uh, altar over in a little corner alcove, uh, we have a sculpture of um, its life-size of Mary and uh, and the child Jesus. And uh, I love it because it's uh, Mary and and, uh, Jesus is to the age where he's just starting to be able to recognize his mother. And so she's holding him, but he's got his arm reaching out to her, touching her face, as infants do when they begin to recognize uh, their mothers and their fathers. So for Christmas, um, they asked the sculptor to, to, and they commissioned her to go and do a sculpture of St. Joseph. So now, along with Mary and the child Jesus, we have St. Joseph. And it is absolutely gorgeous, and he is—he's big, and you can tell he's strong. And it's just uh, now the three of them, the Holy Family, sitting off to the right of our altar. And so I think the image uh, for me of Saint Joseph, along with Father Calloway's book, which I love that part of the book as well. But the image uh, with his sculpture, I think Father Boniface has uh, changed my image of Saint Joseph, maybe forever. <laughs> Yeah, I think as as you begin to pray with him as as a young man, I think you know it it sits right in the heart to see him together with with Mary. There's a beautiful movie uh actually the the movie in general I would have a few problems with, but the nativity story, the image of Saint Joseph, I really love in that movie. There's a he has this humility and this brightness to him and uh and certainly a youthfulness and a strength and and he was a carpenter you know so i think being a strong man would certainly fit the descriptions from from the scriptures um but there's a yeah something something very beautiful there and i think those younger images do tend to resonate a bit more with the uh, with the heart yeah we are talking today about St. Joseph. Father Boniface Hicks is our spiritual director. And as you think about your journey of faith, St. Joseph in your life, who is he? And how does uh, he walk with you in your journey of faith? And maybe that time when uh, you called on St. Joseph to intercede for you, what happened? We'd love to hear the story. Toll-free phone number if you would like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. More phone calls when we come right back. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 
at Inner Life Show or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Father Boniface Hicks is our spiritual director. Father Boniface, one of our regular contributors, a Benedictine monk from the St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, director of spiritual formation for the seminarians and programming manager and host of We Are One Body Catholic Radio. Talking today about uh, St. Joseph. It's the year of St. Joseph. Just a reminder that you can uh, join us at Relevant Radio and experience the year of St. Joseph. Uh, Just go to the website and you'll see information about uh, joining the um, adventure and walk with St. Joseph during uh, this coming year. And again, relevantradio.com also on the Relevant Radio app. And um, just a reminder that if you joined us late, uh, don't forget you can hear the podcast of this entire program, Great Insights, and really be some beautiful stories from our listeners today. But uh, just go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and you can download today's program and uh, really any of our programs. And the program is uh, generally available, oh, 30, 40 minutes after we get off the air at the top of the hour. So don't forget that you can do that as well. We are talking about St. Joseph in light of uh, Father Boniface, a new book coming out in March, uh, Through the Heart of St. Joseph, and uh, your devotion to St. Joseph. We'd love to hear your story. And again, toll-free, 888-914-9149. So, uh, Father Boniface, uh, let's head back to the phones. And Joseph, listening in Castro Valley, California. Thank you for waiting, and welcome to the program today. Yes, uh, good morning. Good morning, Father Boniface. Yeah, i got to tell you, um, I became a St. Joseph Honor Society member two or three years ago, and uh, I got the 31-day novena from St. Joseph. And I've been praying that uh, ever since I got it, you know, for two or three years, and um, uh, every month. And last year, uh, probably within the last six months or so, um, I've just been having this gnawing, like, how to be a better servant, uh, a better servant to my neighbor. And, um, you know, bringing that, that to prayer. And one day I was at, I was, on my way to work, I went to a, I went to a mass. And at the end of the mass, the city comes up to me and gives me this book on kindness. And uh, as I started reading it, it's exactly, it's exactly what I needed, um, what I needed to do. And now I'm asking the Lord to help me to, um, for the, for his, uh, spirit of kindness because that's how we are better neighbors to each other. And I have to attribute that, that to uh, St. Joseph. Um, you know, I just see him as my, not only as a father, but as my teacher because of his constant, uh, and deep devotion, God the Father and his eternal divine will. And that's surrendering every, every present moment, um, and giving yourself, as St. Paul says, to, uh, to your neighbor, you know, by loving her, by asking the Lord for that true love of self, where you're able to actually share yourself with others. And uh, I, that's all, I attribute that great, greatly to our, um, my devotion to St. Joseph. To Saint Joseph. Wow. So you really see St. Joseph as a, as a model of kindness? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no question about it. Because in this, even in his silence, even in his silence, um, his everything was was he was so in tune with God's will that, um, and his devotion to God the Father and his eternal divine will and the way he provided for his family, and then the counsel 
um, of the Blessed Mother, I believe any person he came across with, even in his even in his humiliation and his disparagements, he was always silent. Yet he carried this joy. He had this peace within him, and he always his he desired he his desire for the salvation of all men and that they would turn to Jesus to be saved was so great that I cannot see him other than serving other than serving the people that, that he came in contact with. And his devotion as a patron of the dying, you know, he had a special devotion. He was a neighbor to the dying, and that's why he's the patron of, of a happy death. So absolutely. I mean, his, his kindness toward, uh, toward people... Um, is one of his big traits, I believe. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, you sound like a man who has spent time with him and has really come to know him. You recognize the, the that tender and kind heart of St. Joseph, who became so dependent on people in exile, who uh, himself died between Jesus and Mary, and certainly was able to carry that all the way to his his death, and who was uh, probably a friend to those in Nazareth, his neighbors, a man of uh, a man of kindness, very beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, appreciate you uh, joining in the conversation today. Let's uh, take another phone call. Nancy, listening in Sacramento. Hi, and welcome. Good to have you on the program today. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Chuck. My aunt was a sister of St. Joseph in Pennsylvania, and their apostolate was teaching. And I grew up with St. Joseph just knowing her. And I have to say, one of the immediate traits that I always thought of with St. Joseph was a profound sense of humor, just laughter and joy, because I learned that and experienced that through the sisters and my, you know, immediate aunt was just so joyful. And so I always think also that one of the most attractive traits in a man for a woman is a great sense of humor. So I think that St. Joseph had a really great sense of humor and that he was really joyful. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. What, one of the things that's essential to humor is surprise. And uh, he certainly is a man who had plenty of surprises to deal with in his life. And uh, you can you can deal with those things with humor or you can kind of cultivate a, a, a real uh, white-knuckled effort at control. And that tends to not go so well. So I think you're right about his humor. He was able to laugh at the way that God changed his plans and the, the joys, the unexpected joys that God brought into his life and was able to receive them as they came. It's uh, probably how he kept his sanity. Humor is good for sanity. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Nancy, uh, thanks uh, for joining us uh, today. You know, as she tells her story here today, I'm reminded, and I'm sitting here thinking that uh, St. Joseph, and as much as I think my own devotion is is growing in that, I think I, in some ways, 
take him for granted. I mean, my wife, Judy, she went to St. Joseph's Academy here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Our three daughters went to St. Joseph's Academy here in St. Louis. Our granddaughter, uh, she went to St. Joseph's Academy here in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, oh, she's going to St. Joe's. Yeah, you know, and I just uh, almost sitting here thinking, Father Boniface, I've just kind of maybe missed the point of where our uh, my wife and our daughters and our granddaughter went to school, uh, a school named in honor of this great saint. Sounds like St. Joseph has formed your whole family, Chuck. It's, well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe he has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to pray about that yeah. some more. I mean, because, uh, uh, I mean, such a part of our family and just almost like um, and not not understanding it or not recognizing it or not appreciating it or, or something there. And I need to do a little bit more work on that. But uh, anyway, just a, a comment. And, you know, just about a minute or so before we have to wrap up, can you talk a little bit about the hidden life that St. Joseph lived? You mentioned earlier that as a monk, a Benedictine monk at the uh, St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Father Boniface, that you in so many ways lead a hidden life. But the lesson for us, I mean, with social media and just wanting everybody to know who we are and what we think and and um, be out front making headlines, St. Joseph and even uh, your life as a monk, a little contrary to what the world is telling us. Well, I love the insight that comes from realizing that nobody in Nazareth had any idea what was going on in that house, which means that there probably weren't all kinds of miracles and extraordinary things. They lived an ordinary life in the sense that they lived like you or me, but they lived in extraordinary charity. And I think that's the essence of a hidden life is that charity doesn't have to make headlines. Charity can be lived out in the day-to-day, in the ordinary. And so when Jesus emerged and began teaching, everybody was shocked. Who's this? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Where did he get all of this? They had no idea that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Holy Family, were living next door. And that's the essence of of that hidden life, of that ordinary life. It's not a matter of, of hiding things from people so much. It's a matter of just living all of those moments that don't make it into Wikipedia and onto the headlines and into the history books, it's living fully in love, all of those in-between moments that life is actually made of, and learning to savor those and really find the presence of God in all of those little moments. Yeah, and in his hidden life, he was uh, very directly, literally, in the presence of God. That's right. He was living with Jesus and with the the Immaculate Conception, the mother of Jesus, every day. And and he would have experienced Jesus as a normal boy uh, with extraordinary love and with uh, maybe some deeper insight and a little quicker study in some things. But basically, they're living normal lives in extraordinary holy ways. Which is our call. Exactly. Father Boniface Hicks, our spiritual director, time to wrap things up. Father, as you know, we'd like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Through the intercession of St. Joseph, may all who are listening draw closer to Jesus and Mary. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Father Boniface Hicks, a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us today. Just a reminder, as we talk about St. Joseph and Father Boniface, a new book coming out in March through the heart of St. Joseph. Thanks again to uh, Father Boniface. Thanks to you for joining us. Always appreciate you taking time to be with us on The Inner Life. We're celebrating Mass here on Relevant Radio in about 60 seconds. Stay tuned for that. We are back again tomorrow, and we hope to see you then.